Well, hey there, this is Keith. Listen, before we start the episode today, I just wanted to take a moment and speak directly to anyone who might be listening who's still in the closet. Well, the first thing I want to tell you is that's perfectly okay. Do what is best for you when it is best. Never let anyone else pressure you in this decision. But let's say that you are thinking about coming out, or there's a part of you that really does want to come out, but you want to do so very carefully, very slowly, very strategically, and even very selectively. Well, if that's you, my friend, I've got you covered. I want you to go to the show notes and use a link there to check out my Selective Outage Method digital course. I think you're going to be surprised, and I believe it'll help you as you plan your coming out. All right, let's get on with the podcast. Hello, and welcome to Coffee with Keith. I'm Keith Brown, and I'm so glad that you could join me for this podcast, where my passion in life is to help my LGBTQIA Christian family heal their church trauma, and hopefully construct genuine faith. Before we begin, let me just tell you a little bit about me. For the last 30 plus years, I've had the joy of teaching, speaking, and performing as a comedy magician in my in-person events all over the United States. I'm also the published author of fiction and nonfiction books, and one of the greatest joys I've had in life is pastoral counseling, coaching, and mentoring hundreds and hundreds of people over the last 30 plus years. I'm proud of all those things. But can I also tell you, I know what it's like to hurt and I know what it's like to suffer deep church trauma, specifically around sexual identity, as so many of you obviously have as well. So if that's something that you can buy into and you would like to partner with me as we try to help each other in this journey thing we call life, then you're in the right place. I encourage you to grab a cup of coffee, sit at my table, and let's have a chat. One disclaimer though, please. I am not a medical professional, nor am I a licensed therapist. So if you need either of those services, please do consult a local professional. Otherwise, let's get it started here on Coffee with Keith. Hello, my friend, and welcome to this edition of Coffee with Keith. So glad you could join me. Have you subscribed to the program yet? If you haven't, please do hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're on. One more thing really quickly. If you can, would you please consider being a Patreon member? It's only $5 a month, and you can cancel at any time, but that does help us with the expense of this program, and I would really appreciate it. You can find the link in the show notes. So let's get on with the business at hand, and that is a Bible Talks here at Coffee with Keith. Hello, my friend, and welcome to this edition of Bible Talks. I'm so glad that you could join me. I'm Keith Brown. Thank you for spending this time with me. And I just wanted to tell you that we are continuing our walk through the book of Acts. Today, we are in the third chapter, verses 1 through 10. And I want to read it today from the New American Standard Bible. And then I just want to share a few thoughts with you, if I may. Now, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the ninth hour, the hour of prayer. And a certain man who had been lame from his mother's womb was being carried along, whom they used to set down every day at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, in order that he may beg of alms of those who were entering the temple. And when he saw Peter and John almost to get into the temple, he began asking to receive alms. And Peter, along with John, fixed his gaze upon him and said, Look at us. And he began to give them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, 
I do not possess silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, walk. And seizing him by the right hand, he raised him up. And immediately his feet and his ankles were strengthened. And with a leap, he stood upright and began to walk, and he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they were taking note of him as being the one who used to sit at the beautiful gate of the temple to beg for alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. The word of God for the people of God. Amen. You know, it's a beautiful thing, this story contextually, these apostles who have gone through so much. And Peter, after coming uh, from the time of sharing this such strong um, sermon that we talked about earlier in a previous uh, time together about uh, you know how they had put Jesus to death and, and how they had to go about trying to restore themselves to God, which was a pointed sermon, to say the least. And that was a very strong place that Peter was. It's a very strong Peter, a very dogmatic Peter. And here in this story, contextually, we see a different side of Peter. Same message, but delivered differently. They are on the way to the temple to worship. They plan to go and pray and to connect with God. And it is there that they meet this man who spends every day, he's been lame all his life, and people have to actually carry him to the temple to be uh, placed there to beg for his substance, how he's going to survive. And he is desperately in need of every day people showing mercy to give him what little he could gather to take care of himself and his needs. When he sees Peter and John coming, <clears throat> excuse me, he says, hey, Guys, do you have something to give me, please? And then we see the miraculous happen. Where Peter says, I don't have any money to give you. I have no gold, no silver. But then he gives what he does have. And it has amazing results. I read this text and the one word that just keeps coming back to me over and over and over again as I read it is the word gift. That's exactly what Peter gave this lame man, was one of the most miraculous gifts that this man had ever received, much more than the pennies that he had collected daily in his alms begging. So I thought about the word gift, and as I often do, I wrote the word gift vertically, and I just thought about it based on the context of this text, and I came up with these four little things I want to share with you. And then I want to just speak a little bit more pointedly about what my heart resonates with this text. Okay. So if you want to write the word gift or not, or just listen, that's fine. But here are the four things that I want to share with you. The first is the G, ground yourself in Christ. Notice, if you will, where Peter and John were going. They were headed to the temple. Why? Because they were trying to connect with God. They were trying to connect with Jesus, the resurrected Christ. And so they wanted to spend the time that was necessary and 
part of their tradition and part of their process and their their spiritual practice to go and spend this allotted time with Jesus. So that's where they were going. They weren't going to a party. They weren't going to a football game. They were going to the temple. And I would suggest that one of the things we have to remember is that we ourselves, if we are followers of Jesus, we must ground ourselves with Christ. And the way that I think we do that is by spending time with him. That is through prayer and meditation and through the study and the reading of scripture. The second, the I. Invest yourself in others. It would have been very easy for Peter and John to completely ignore this man. And many had and many did. And it would have not been unusual, nor would it have necessarily been evil of them to do so, perhaps. And yet these two wonderful and special apostles stopped, gave him their attention, took time. Maybe there's a lesson for us that maybe if we are followers of Jesus, that we love God, that we want to be useful to God, then maybe we need to make sure that we are investing ourselves in the life of others. And I'll speak a little bit more on that in just a moment. What about the F in gift? Focus on the major purpose. Yes, Peter knew that when the healing of this man, he would meet his immediate physical need. That was obvious. That was exactly what the man could. That's more than he could have ever hoped for. Being lame from birth and here in a moment's notice, in a split second, he is now well. An obvious physical need, an obvious immediate need which I think as Christians, we need to be aware of when we invest in other people. We need to help meet those needs, those immediate, obvious needs that they have. That's a given. We need to be doing that as the church of Christ. But I think in the back of Peter's mind, he knew that there was much more at stake than just his physical well-being. For you see what happened. The man jumped to his feet. He began to speak shout and proclaim the goodness of God. And he went into the temple praising God, a place that he was never able to go before because of his impurity, his physical deformity. And yet here he was going in to praise God. You see, the great purpose was not only the physical, the immediate need, but it was the spiritual well-being of this man. And I think that the church needs to be about that, drawing people to Jesus. And yes, one of the ways we do that is to care for people in in ways that tangible ways. I believe that. But we also need to be concerned about people's spiritual well-being. And I'm not talking about judging. I'm not talking about condemning. I'm not talking about beating people over the head with our Bibles. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about attracting people to Jesus out of love. Peter and John stopped here because they cared for this man. And they wanted to exemplify exactly what Jesus did in his earthly ministry. They walked with him. They saw Jesus do this over and over and over again, healing people that were hurt 
diseased, sick, whatever. Jesus would take the time. He healed so many people. They saw this every day. And so when they were trying to live out the command of Jesus to go and do the same, they took the time to minister to this man. But I believe, as was often demonstrated when Jesus spoke to the people and healed them in person, the people then connected to Jesus. And I believe that Peter knew that the ultimate purpose was that this man would connect with Jesus or God in a way that he never had before. And I think that if we focus on that, that we will begin to attract people to Jesus because we care about their spiritual well-being, not to judge them or hurt them. Because you can either draw people to Jesus or surely, as you have seen and I have seen, you can push them away from Jesus. So the question I often ask, and I've asked it on these Bible talks is, what are you doing? Are you bringing people to or pushing them away? The T, trust God with the results. You know, it's an interesting thing that Peter just knew that he had to care for this man. He had to, to do something. He had to bless him. And then the man went and did this miraculous praising and, and spreading the good news of God. And look what happened. The people there at the temple began to take note of him. Here was this man that they knew was crippled, sitting at the beautiful gate, begging for food and, and money all of his life. And now he was standing and running and yelling and praising God. You know they took note and you know that people were amazed at the power of God. One of the things I think the church has been guilty of, and maybe we as Christians have been guilty of, is sometimes trying to manipulate the results of ministry, the results of our work, our purposes in doing what we do. When all God says is do and trust me with the results. And so I want to encourage all of us to do that. So that's a little bit of the, the thoughts I had on the text, but I want to just kind of draw this together and a couple of last statements, if you'll allow me. You know, the first is this. Notice when Peter and John arrived, they did not, they were not wealthy men. They didn't have money to give this beggar. But they gave him, Peter says, what they had. So this is, the, if you don't get anything from this little talk of mine today on this Bible Talks, I want to encourage you to do this. Use what you've got. Use what you've got. If you are a person who loves Jesus, if you're a person who wants to be used to bless others in the name of Jesus. You don't have to be the richest person. You don't have to be the most gifted person at evangelism or teaching or any other thing or singing or whatever the case may be. All you're asked to do is use what you've got. So my dear friend, I want to ask you today, what you got? And are you using it to bless others in the name of Jesus? And remember, the method is always love. 
Okay, that's it from my thoughts from Acts chapter 3, 1 through 13. Love to hear back from you. If you're in any of the private groups, just um, make a response, ask a question, share a thought. I'd love to see those. Until next time, I encourage you to heal those hurts, move those mountains, and may God truly bless you. Bye-bye.